Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. The Strawberry One Act Festival is now in its 32nd season, and remarkably, I don't think Go See a Show has ever gotten to one of their shows. Thankfully, that changed earlier this week when I caught the first performance of Stanley Martin's Opportunity. I then sat down with Stanley and most of the cast for this excellent conversation. Just a quick production note, we conducted this episode in a bar, so there's a bit more ambient noise than usual, but all of the conversation is definitely clear and there. And my apologies that it's not as clean as usual, but I think you'll agree this conversation is very worth listening to as we cover a lot of very important ground, especially about representation in the theater. So thanks to everyone for taking part take a listen. Uh, and I love that just when everyone's got a drink. This is the way most interviews post-theater should always go. Um, I like to start with everyone's name on the mic, so let me know who you are and what you did on Opportunity. Hi, my name is Stanley Martin. I'm the playwright and the producer of Opportunity. Hi, my name is Yamoria Wright, and I play Ashley in Opportunity. Hi, my name is Ashley E. Matthews, and I played Jessica in Opportunity. Wait, okay, wait. <laughs> I'm Ashley. I play, yeah. Hey, my name is Michael Blatt, and I'm the director of Opportunity. Hi, I'm Luis E. Mora, and I play Charlie. Hi, I'm Jason Kerr, and I play Joshua. So the easy thing to do is to throw this first question right at Stanley, which is, like, what is opportunity? When you tell people to come to see this show, what are you telling them to come and see? Like, what's your, your quick pitch? Oh, it's a dark comedy that focuses on the ensemble life of, like, musical theater. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, so it's, it's nice and quick and succinct, but I feel like this piece is very much a character drama. We're really understanding... Uh, those of us who work in the theater, we recognize all of these people. Whatever do you mean? <laughs> but like, talk to me about that, because it's almost like you took all these, uh, essentially, stereotypes and you cranked them up to 11. Uh, talk to me, and in some cases, 12. <laughs> Why do you look at me when you say that? Hey, so, you aren't the only one who can throw some shade. <laughs> so, no, seriously, like, talk to me about like why do this show? I mean, because it, it does feel familiar for those of us uh, in the world. Um, what are you What are you getting at? What do you want us to get when you come in to see Opportunity? Um, I want you to get a sense of hmm of what I've personally have dealt with and gone through being an ensemble member of in so many different productions. Um, I'm currently right now in Aladdin on Broadway, and awesome. there's been even with the Broadway production and with other regional tours, everything else I've done, I've come across a lot of these personalities, so I just want to showcase what I've dealt with and what I've gone through. That's it. Have you, as the ensemble in the ensemble piece, seen these things? Uh, is there a li- Do any of these uh, characters hit a little too close to home for, are you looking at a Carnival Funhouse mirror at the times? Question mark. I, I'm not suggesting anything, but I'm curious. Like, I don't think it's what much, was it like? I don't think it's much Carnival. I think it's <laughs> some, some is very, a very direct mirror yeah. uh, as to what, what we've seen and what we've dealt with. It might be slightly car- caricaturistic, but it's pretty real. It's pretty real. Yes, absolutely. I know for me personally, I relate a lot to Charlie because um, he's very outspoken. He's very vocal. He uh, says what he needs, means what he say kind of uh, personality. Uh, so I know for me, I relate to that 100%. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, the, yeah. It's it's not a funhouse mirror. That's a clear, clear mirror. <laughs> I definitely have some of my closest friends are are very much these people. Myself have been that person sometimes, and this almost makes me realize I have to check that. Every now and then. Well, that's uh, going to be my next question. Mm -hmm. That leads in very well because I think there would be one element of this which this might feel like, um, ha ha ha. Let's see ourselves on stage and you know and enjoy that, that fun reflection uh, in a way. But in another sense, maybe there's that going on as well, where it's like, oh, yeah, um, you know, this, this Aristotelian catharsis is like, because I recognize the Hamarsha myself in what's going on on stage, like, what, what do I need to purge myself of? Is that, is that part of what's going on? I would definitely, at least for me, yes. I definitely, like I'm pulling from experiences that I've, I've, I've seen and witnessed and then realized, oh, maybe I've taken part of that myself. Mm -hmm. And I've never, you know, I never want to be the kind of person who would make someone like Charlie feel that way. Mm -hmm. And I would feel awful if I, if that, if I have been a part of that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I feel like in terms of Charlie, it's, um, it's heightened in the forwardness in which they say things sometimes. A lot of it is, I think that, um, I think that the words they say are real uh, and true in terms of picking on someone. A lot of that is said behind his back and this setting we're all saying it to his face. Um, and in that, in that sense, I think that it is cathartic um, to be able to feel like, oh my God, like there is that person in a lot of ensembles where people pick on or people quickly forget that they were once the outsider, they were once the other, and once they're on the in crowd, it's just like a height in high school type of thing. Everyone wants to be accepted. Um, so I think, that, I mean, for me, it's very, very real in terms of what I've experienced to this very day. Mm -hmm. It's very cool to, to be in the audience and uh, feel like our world, the, the theater world, was was represented on stage, and that I was again like I felt like I was seeing things and, and situations and people that I recognized, mm -hmm. and it was fascinating though because I'm laughing at these jokes, but everyone else is laughing at the jokes too, yeah. and I was like, are you all theater people? Is that why you're free and you know at three o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon to see the show, and or, I mean, I think like it's not just that like you're not just getting theater people in here, right? No. And, and, and how are these jokes, these like, I guess, because uh, it's not really inside baseball, right? It's, but it is inside baseball. So like, how is that, you know, that, that again, that very niche thing that we do of making theater and forming these quote unquote families. Uh, I'm throwing up scare quotes because it's in the show, guys. Um, so like, yeah, um, and how these families have these relationships, like, are non-theater people well, like I, what are they getting out of it? I think that the um, the uh, these archetypes are universal. Uh, it doesn't just yeah. exist in theater. It exists in the office place. It exists in politics. It exists in in every work environment that you will ever encounter. The broad applicability of specificity. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, just it's... the the egos in theater are very specific. I think <laughs> I think that's something that, that we really relate to. But egos are, are also everywhere else. But also it's uh, um, I think if you know it was important to me like that these people were real people that everyone could relate to and then you heighten the comedy up so that it's super super funny. But these if you if you mix a group of any people from work anywhere and have lots of alcohol <laughs> and have a past, yeah. things are about, trouble's about to stir. It's just theater people are a little more theatrical with it, so I think that helps it along a little bit, helps yeah. the drama along. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the past, like, it's very, it was fun to watch this show and feel like 
we were slowly unraveling um, a history, a shared history of these folks. Like, and it's very clear from the beginning. It was five years ago. There's something that happened five years ago. They're all on a show together. Maybe things happened during that show. But we never quite get, like, specifically what the issue was. Like, why is Charlie so maligned? What, what exactly happened between uh, Ashley's character and uh, the, the pretty boy? I don't remember. Like, so it's not precise, right? But it's very clear, yeah. which I thought was very interesting. Talk to me about that, Stanley, and, and about, like, working on that. Did you develop a shared language and a shared history that... I just don't see as an audience member or how did you work on that well for me it's one of those things where each one of these characters I relate to in some way shape or form and all of them are a hell of a lot more similar than they give themselves credit for mm. but yet they're always like kind of at each other's throats so you have a little bit of that um but Ask me that question again. I'm sorry. <laughs> was there like a shared dramaturgical history yeah, of what yeah, exactly yeah, happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There upon? was. Okay. Yes. The, the first day of rehearsal, we we had a read through and we and we talked through all the specifics and we we're like, okay, what happened? What did you do? What did you do? Um, but it, it, that's the, the what happens as you were saying is not so much important as the relationships between everyone the and, and the, see as a result of right so I mean you know a lot of stuff is revealed a lot of stuff isn't revealed but what we do know is something bad happened to the character of Charlie and then you can see it in the room how they treat each other they never left those five years they probably are behaving the same way they behaved back then so it's all that same behavior bullying every every one of those issues happening again in the same room for him but this is probably the first time he's spoken up so that you get to see his revenge, it's sort of Charlie's revenge. Cool. Yeah, I, like <laughs> I think it's interesting because, at least for me, I feel like the history is so easy to understand and, and accept because we've all been in a show, we've, we've all seen all of these scenarios in, in, in work. We've all seen the person who had a showman's that turned into an affair that everybody knew about, but we just get over it or we just don't talk about it. We've all seen the person who's gotten bullied. We've all maybe been the bully. We've all seen the party person. Like all of these things are so universal too. Not just theater, but especially in theater. We've all, I don't think anyone can say that they've never experienced one of these things mm -hmm. in, a, in a show or a job that they've had, mm -hmm. if not all of them. The show also, and I, I want to bring this up, and I don't quite know how to phrase the question that I want to get out of this, but I find it, I found it very fascinating that the show didn't shy away from dealing with issues of representation on stage, especially on Broadway in the moment. Uh, Sometimes through like direct silly jokes mm -hmm. uh, about how everything has hip hop to make it relevant, or <laughs> you know how we um, you know talk about underrepresented historical figures mm -hmm. in the theater. So, um, but also in some very serious ways about you know who's who's on Broadway and who's not and who's represented and you know is the straight man quote unquote underrepresented yeah. nowadays <laughs> in the dance hall? <laughs> Which I, you know I'm, I'm the cis straight white guy here, but like. I, it's th there's you were bringing up some shit that people say, yeah. Whether or not it's true. Well, that's so the thing. About that. Most of the time. <laughs> 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 We've been looking for that reaction. <laughs> 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 yes. It's one of those things where, like, I, I, 
yes, I wrote this play. Yes, I created all the dialogue, but every last one of those lines is from truth, from stuff that people have said to me, and I'm just like, especially being um, a gay man of color, the amount of times I have gotten certain, uh, I've been in certain conversations with white guys where just like, oh no, I just feel like I'm being underrepresented, and da da da, -da and just like, why is it always constantly going to someone who's black or Asian or Latino, or just like, I just don't understand, and not just from the men, I hear it from a lot of white women as well, where I'm just like, I just don't understand the diversity of the show, I feel like they're kind of like forcing it down our throats, where I'm just like, I am combating that with the way that I cast at this show because I'm just like, I want to see representation. I want to be able to look on that stage and say, you know what, I kind of represent with that person, not just interna internally, but like physically as yeah. well. And so it's very important. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. very, I mean, I think of the people that I grew up watching as a kid who I was like, who made me want to be in this business. And if it weren't for them, I wouldn't think that I belong. Yeah, yeah, Audrey from freaking McDonald's. I mean, come on. I mean, for me, it was, it was Nell Carter and, uh, Oh, the entire cast of it misbehaving. I was very. I was, I, I, yes, I'm older than you, Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you weren't kidding when you said the character. Oh my gosh. Oh, I can't relate. <laughs> um, I just want to say that you were you were talking about specificity before and how um, this show is so specific to theater people. Um, and I just want to point out that Stanley has done a really amazing job at even. Uh, going further with that mm -hmm. and not just theater people but specifically uh, theater people of color mm -hmm. um, and what the conversations that we have behind closed doors in are yeah. um, and also we were just talking about this today in the dressing room it's the first time for me that I've been in a show that is completely multiracial um, wow. for sure and it's also the first time, at least in New York City, that I've been in a show that, by the way, I'm Latino, if you couldn't tell from my accent, um, <laughs> that I haven't been, there hasn't been a Mexican joke in the script or uh, a reference to, to my ethnicity or to my cultural background. Yeah. Um, I'm just a I'm just a performer in this in this show, a performer of color, um, and so and and my ethnicity was never a punchline or a joke, um, so definitely grateful for that. And I think that's definitely what theater needs to be doing, and I think it's a result of having a creative team that is um, LGBT, that includes people of color, that includes a lot of women. There's a lot of women in our room, and have been from day one, and I think that's yep. absolutely amazing. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah I think um, in casting the show, like Sammy was saying, we actively made a choice that we were going to make it very diverse. And I think, because uh, you know, I'm, I'm so I'm like the white Jewish guy in the room, but I'm gay, so I have, I have those. <laughs> Um, but it's so, but we, from reading the script, because we don't see a lot of images of, of diverse casting, I didn't even at first imagine that the people, I thought it was an all white cast when I first read it, because that's where my mind has been set. And then Stanley's like, oh, it's going to be really diverse. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. But what was awesome about it is like, there's so much talent here in New York City that doesn't get any opportunities. Opportunity. Yeah. 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 Before I, could. Uh, I was formulating how to do it. But it but it I, I was amazed at the talent that we the pool that we had because I don't there's just there isn't enough representation and there isn't enough work for everyone that um, people are eager to be able to do quality material. So it's just like we had tons and tons of people to choose from. So it's a it's a really lovely thing and and there's no reason why 
we can't move in this direction. Mm-hmm. And it'll be it'll be theater will be better off for it. Yeah. I think it's I think it's interesting because especially in terms of representation, if anyone knows me or has seen me on Facebook or social media, you know that I feel very passionately about representation and, and minority representation in theater and, and actors of color. Um, and it's interesting as an actor of color who pass who is white passing because I am mixed race. I am I am half white. Um, a lot of my white friends in theater feel very comfortable speaking to me about this in a very similar way of in the show. You know, the, the, the oh, my people, or, or I, I've heard some of my best friends, and, and, they, and I know what they mean, and I know they don't mean it maliciously, but they say things like, oh, it's a crime to be a white woman on Broadway. Same. Um, you know, I, I can't get work. And they feel very comfortable saying it to me, but I know that they would not feel comfortable saying it to someone who is more... Uh, less white, white passing than I was. So that moment is, is really was significant to me when I first read it. And it's really hard for me in that moment in the show being like, oh, I, I, can't, I can't act up in this moment. Um, so the representation has meant a lot to me because uh, myself as well, I've never been in a cast of all multiracial people before that hasn't been about race. The show is not about race mm-hmm. at all which is what we need more of. Yeah. You know, we, we can't always be in shows where we have to be explaining the story of being a minority, explaining why. I've had so many friends since Crazy Rich Asians coming out being like, well, I didn't get the Mahjong scene. I'm like, because they didn't need to explain it to you. It wasn't for you. You know, why, like, you know our, our default in a lot of white writing and shows is they, they, don't explain, they don't explain white culture to you, they don't explain all these things, but we're expected to explain everything and, and give that moment. So I, I appreciated this so much and especially to be accepted as a person of color in this cast and be cast in it is really special to me because as a mixed race people, mixed race people have a whole different struggle where um, we're not white enough, we're not we're not ethnic enough, so we're not seen as either and it's very hard. So it's, it's been very it's been a wonderful opportunity on that in that vein though I do think that uh, it's it's really have the audience has a seat at the table um, where I think it realistically like people of color do have these conversations we're talking about being people of color but it's not in the sense of I need to explain any further there, ha- there doesn't need to be any further exposition so when he's ta- when Charlie is talking about you know the tokens you got some caramel and some chocolate in there you don't have to further and say and by the way that means etc cetera, etc cetera. you know it's it's we're telling the audience you're gonna we're giving you a quick glimpse an hour glimpse or so into our world and what it's like to be in this world and I think that it's also the, the reason why they do deal with each other though there's an understanding that in this world who do I go who can I go to and like we're all you're people but you're also people who have been through similar things as as I have been um, and somehow even against our will that might sometimes keep bring you close to people where you you have that family factor um, but I think that what's great as well is that they don't feel glued to each other because they're people of color it's like you know like Ashley tells uh, Melissa don't I don't ever want to talk to you again like enough is enough you know maybe I've dealt with you longer than I need to because I expect as another you know woman of color I want us to have that bond but there has to be the fine line there's a lot of like juicy good stuff here that just could be like debunked in a you know whole journal on truly on on what this experience is and I have to say though I've taken a little alias from theater and have been focusing on film 
I want to be specific, y'all, and say same in film, too. It is not just theater. When I say industry, I mean all y'all entertaining people. Okay? All right? Even you content creators. Everybody this applies to. And also, I just want to add that um, we're having this conversation about representation. We're having a conversation about how it's the first time we're in these spaces. We're having a conversation about how this is the first time we get to say these words and tell these stories in an era where the theater pats itself in the back all the time, yeah. saying yeah. that they yeah. that we are the most um, diverse and that we are so progressive and that we are so inclusive. And I think that the experience of marginalized peoples um, is that we are telling you, no, you're not. And I just think that's important to point out. Well, it's one of those things, too, where I'm like, yes, they'll be diverse on stage, but off stage is a different story. Who's behind the desk? Who are the people telling these stories? Who are the people directing, choreographing? Who's oh designing? Mm -hmm. Completely different story. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, we are strapped to find, I think in, in all of the musical theater canon, there's, there's only a handful of black composers mm -hmm. or fully black Black realized uh, uh, musicals. What about costume designers as well? Yeah. That means, like, if you want to go like deeper into lighting, yeah. set design, stage light, like all of that. Stage managers. Yeah. I mean, it, it's. I, 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 we can only count them on our, on our, on both my hands, really, uh, of all the black stage managers I know, um, directors. I, it's just, it's just. And one of them was there today in the audience. So hey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she was the stage manager of my show, oh, okay. Alexis. Oh. Hi, Alexis. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> well, I'm really glad that this show is kind of opening up that conversation, mm -hmm. uh, especially to, you know, like I said, it's just white dude like me who's coming in, putting a microphone in your face, and like, let. Uh, I mean, thank you for being so open and, and so like honest about these sorts of conversations that I think you need to have, yeah. uh, not only with your show, yeah. uh, but with this so thank you for being on the podcast for, for sharing this sort of stuff uh, this is important conversations these are important conversations to have. Um, any last uh, comments anything we didn't touch on that I, I should make sure gets on the mic Hmm. Anybody have anything to say? I do have to say something. It's a bit sensitive, but I think it's really important. When reading the script for the first time, the first pass, I was like, oh my God, she's a dancer? And I looked at my curvy body and I was like, uh. But I know a lot of dancers who are what we call plus size women. And they can do the splits, flip, everything, you know? And, and so I think that even body representation on stage is very important. We often see dancers and they have one type of body that we see, and then you judge a woman who's curvy or whatever you think she can't do it and she's doing more than you can you know headstand on her body you know so I said on her body whatever y'all get it <laughs> but you know she's able to do head yeah you know you know or yoga like all of these things so I think that even physical body representation is very important on stage and that's another conversation that should be had you know so I'm really grateful to have that and as I was doing my own like kind of research and and you know building my character, I decided, you know what? I ain't gonna be able to lose 10 pounds by this show. <laughs> and I'm gonna have to be, truly, I'm gonna have to be okay living into the realities of 
Ashley, this Ashley, is a curvy woman who knows how to choreograph, who is, has had a successful Broadway career. And I realized my own projected images of what I think I should be as an actress just via doing my work on this character. That's profound. So, but interesting, because yeah. I think Joshua's hindrance, part of mm -hmm. part of his pain, is his size. Yeah. The reason he hasn't gotten work in a while is because he's gotten bigger. Over you know the drinking and all, and other things has taken a toll on him. Too much whiskey, not enough yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. yes. Come on, detail. <laughs> you have to see the show to get the joke. Come see the show to get the joke. But I think what's uh, ripping off of that, what's interesting is, you know, my my character has a whole thing about her wanting to redo her entire body, and 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 it is one of those things where I, I mean. I'll be honest, I want to get a nose job. Uh, so like, I, I related very quickly to that, but I know so many women who are smaller than me who are working dancers on Broadway who are like, I can't wait to get lipo, I can't wait to get boobs, I can't wait to get a Brazilian butt lift. They, this is just the reality of of body dysmorphia in our industry. And that it's, line that yeah. you say is a direct quote that mm. someone said to me where I'm just wow. like, there's nothing wrong with you, stop, please. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I, I, I work with, with people who I'm very close with that for years you can't go, you can't get through a conversation without them bringing up like, oh, like I can't do that because my thighs, or I can't do that, my I, my, my, I have chins, I have this, I have that. And it's just, it's so normal that we we forget to notice it. Yeah. We forget, and we forget to, to ask and, and make sure people know, like, you're, you're good, everyone's good. And it just shows that from one side of the spectrum to the other, we all have these image issues within yeah. our industry. Or any industry, I guess. Yeah, I think it's, and that whole thing goes around as a gay man who was, of course, guy and now a director. So I, I understand, like, that that body image thing is super big in the gay world, especially in gay chorus. Like, every show they get more muscular, bigger arms, tinier waist, and it, it's really truthful what Stanley yeah. talks about. Or even specifically with these two characters over here, with Charlie and Joshua, how Charlie was like this new up-and-comer, and then you have someone like Joshua, who's been in the game for a while, and then him putting pressure on Charlie, being like, who the hell are you? You're new, uh-uh, you're not gonna steal my spotlight. Where you expect that, like, two men of color gay men of color would like support each other but that's not the case yeah I mean, because he seems to really lament that yeah oh, he really yeah. says like yeah. i thought you were like the, yeah. the guy who was going to help show me the ropes essentially but that's not the case especially with joshua he's been in the game for a lot longer and they didn't really start accepting it until charlie came into the picture so joshua has this mindset where he's just like i can only be i can only be like the hot one i can be the only like gay man of color in this group so he has that kind of like ideology behind him. And, and with that, I just want to say that as an actor who looks at um, breakdowns for a living, <laughs> I'm really tired of seeing dog whistles like, person is beautiful, person yeah. is handsome. Um, everybody, good. you know, everybody drools over blah, 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 yeah. because he is so gorgeous. Yeah. And what that means, <laughs> not speaking about you, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> did we write that? Right. <laughs> uh, sorry. And just like what, what that means, because we all know that just means like tall and fit and cut and, and white. You know, and so I just want to mention that as well. Or if they're looking for a black woman, a lot of times they won't say black, they'll just say sassy. Yeah, uh, sure will. Oh. She's sassy. Yeah, sure yeah. will. <laughs> oh, if it's, a, if it's a, a woman role, it's usually like 
simple but pretty. Yeah. yeah. Or not so smart but beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. yeah. I get. Uh, I'm on access too, guys. Like I, yeah. recovered actor here, so oh. I, I know it's awful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's. it's yeah. Yeah. But we love it. We do. <laughs> I love theater. Yeah, that's, that's, oh my God, that's, a, that's a direct theater. line from the show. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. After all this terrible shit. <laughs> so let's end there uh, on that question. Why do we love it? Then? <laughs> I'm I, like I'm serious, and I, and I I hope I hope we all have an, an answer for that because. I don't. I don't know exactly what my answer would be, but I, I, think, I hope you have some profound shit yeah. to say. From me with theater, and I, I think theater is telling stories in a very different way than film or any other medium that there is, and that is what I personally love. Um, and I love music more than anything in the whole world. So why wouldn't I want to be a part of this world that tells stories through music? Uh, it, it's that's that's why I love musical theater so much. Um, I know for me, I sort of cling on to, um, I cling on to the light of theater. I cling on to like the hope that maybe a show like this would be on Broadway. Um, Say that louder, please. Because <laughs> I cling on to <laughs> a Broadway check um, that you know that maybe a show like this would be on Broadway, uh, and that maybe it won't be the only one. Um, in that moment, and that it won't be the token brown show um, when it when it does make it, and I'm knocking on wood, and I'm, I'm prophesying that. Um, better, come on, be, because um, I just think that's what's needed. Um, so for me, I, that's why I love theater. I just I cling on to that possibility, um, as opposed to trying to, as opposed to focusing on all the negativity um, that is a part of all of our worlds. Mm. Yeah, I think for me, theater has always been my home. I grew up in theater. It, I, I was a child actor and did all that. And it, it's always the place that I've been the most comfortable in myself, even though it has all like, these terrible things. And I think the other thing that it is that I love so much that happened this week is that theater is about, is about wonderful people. And we had an awesome rehearsal process. And we laughed, and we enjoyed each other, and we celebrated each other. And, and every day I was super happy just because of being with these people. And I think that's why we do theater. Yeah, I would agree with that. There's something about the personalities in theater that is very different from film and television. I love film and television. I had a shit yesterday. It was great. But there is something about the rehearsal process and the personalities in theater that is like no other. And I, I grew up in it. I grew up as a dancer who sang and acted. And there there is a different feeling about being on stage and getting that immediate response from an audience. It is so validating. It is so encouraging and there's so many things about live theater we were just talking about funny stories about how live theater keeps going and I will never be a part of something funnier than when something goes completely wrong yeah. and everybody on stage just gets together and makes it work yeah. that doesn't yeah. happen in film and television my favorite moment in any theater show ever yeah. That, yeah. Ma that magic doesn't happen in film and TV or if it does you don't see it mm -hmm. and this is something that everybody feels sees and witnesses mm -hmm. and I have so much hope for theater there are so many people trying to progress it and, and, and bring on more representation, bring on more work for women or equal work for women that I, 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 can't, I can't give that up, I can't give that hope up. It's, I know that it's going to, to be there and I want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. 
For me, it's the, the freedom of the storytelling. Um, growing up in the Bay Area, which California has, and I don't have the statistic, the demographic, but it does not have a high percentage of black people. Um, and definitely where I grew up, there wasn't. Um, and my, what I looked, what my favorite uh, musical ever was Grease, because that's what I saw on the television. And I didn't realize I probably didn't want to live ba back then, but in my mind, I did, you know? <laughs> and I would be in the musical in a heartbeat, okay? But, but I think that, right? But I think that the freedom that I felt as a little girl imagining, I had imaginary friends and I created my own world. And when I discovered I could do that with other people, the moment I could do that, I, I wanted to. And for me, it's so great to be back. Like, I'm trying not to get emotional, but it really, like, it's very, very fulfilling. I go home feeling very different than I do after film. And I love film, but what theater means to me and what it means to my spirit and my soul and being able to create with people. And I met these people nine, to, we met nine days ago, eight days ago. I just met them. I just met them. I don't even know them. I just met them. That was a quick Right? I just, I just met them, but I am so excited every day to see them. And that is so special. You can't, you can't make that up, you know, and that's theater for you. That really is. Yeah. Reason why I love theater is because it's my one and it's my one true love more than anything else. I grew up doing theater. I grew up in an extremely theatrical family. Um, in fact, my first professional show, I was 10 at Bristol Riverside Theater doing Romeo and Juliet as a Prince Page. Yes, I just name dropped. Um, <laughs> and it's something where I've looked at other vocations and I don't get that same sensation. I don't get that same feeling, that desire of accomplishing something and then, I don't know, getting that response of applause or laughter or tears or just, just something. It's so visceral that I just can't get enough of it. So, honestly, it's a quote um, Melissa's character, it's the only life I know. After that conversation, I feel like it's, uh, it's both almost trivial, but definitely incumbent upon me to say, come see this show uh, that inspired this conversation. But I feel like after that, it's like, what? We're, we're talking about the grand things and like, well, we got two more performances. Uh, but, you know, but seriously, this is the sort of show that's opening up that kind of conversation. So come check this out. The show is Opportunity. You have two more opportunities to see Opportunity in the Strawberry One Act Festival at uh, Theater 54 at Shetler. Uh, two more performances than they are. Uh, Friday at 6 p.m. and Saturday at 9.15 p.m. Brilliant. Thank you all so much for a very, very intense and wonderful conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Stanley, Yamora, Ashley, Michael, Luis, and Jason for hanging out and sharing a drink after the show and for this wonderful and engaging conversation. You can catch Opportunity in the Strawberry One Act Festival at Theater 54 at Shetler Studios, 244 West 54th Street, 12th Floor in Manhattan. They have just two more performances, Friday, March 22nd, 2019 at 6 p.m. and Saturday, March 23rd, 2019 at 9.15 p.m. Head to theryanttheater.com, that's T-H-E-R-I-A-N-T-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.com for links to tickets and more information about all the shows in the Strawberry One Act Festival, which runs through this Sunday, March 24th, 2019.
Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. My name is Robert A.K. Gagno. You can find me on the internet at Robert Gagno, G-O-N-Y-O dot com. Until next time, go see a show. Thanks for giving us this. Yes. Yeah, if I can't do that, then what the hell am I doing this podcast? <laughs> no, 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 no. That was amazing. Seriously.